0: You are listening to Time to Revive. This show is designed to help you get the confidence to share your faith in everyday life. The music in the background is Revival from Third Day. My name is Angie. I am your host for this show, and in the studio with me is Mr. Mark Bird from Revive Ohio.
1: Hey, Angie, How's it going today? Fantastic.
0: We're starting a brand new series, and this one is on the good works. The good works that we do in the name of Christ and today specifically about our motivation. Where are we going in scripture?
1: We are going to James chapter one today. I'm excited about this. This is uh, something that people have probably heard time and time again, but this is a good thing to unpack today that uh, is starting in uh, verse 22 of James one, and it reads like this, that we must be doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. And so it's illustrating the difference between just reading the Word and not letting it change you over to reading the Word and actually letting it motivate you, move you. So this Word, as we know, is alive, and it's sharper than any two-edged sword, as Hebrews 4.12. But what happens is Is this word motivating us? And I think that's what James is pointing out here. Is this word actually motivating us to faith? Is it motivating us to move? Is it motivating us to action? Is it motivating us to actually do something in response? And of course, we know in John chapter 15, Jesus said that every tree that doesn't produce fruit, (laughs) scary, when you read it, it says you're cut down and thrown into the fire. And I'd say, well, what Christian wants to be cut down and thrown into the fire? Not me, right? right? And it's not motivated by that fear as we think of fear, but motivated by the fear of God or the reverence of God or the respect of God. And so it goes back to relationship, Angie. And I think it's this. When we have a relationship with a spouse, for example, we want to do things that pleases that spouse, right? Well, out of love. Out of love, because that love is motivating us. Mm -hmm. And what do we do to demonstrate our love? show that we are motivated by that love. It actually prompts us to action. And I think that's what I want people to hear and get today in this passage of scripture, not just to be here like, oh yeah, I acknowledge that in my brain, but actually that I acknowledge it in my heart. And first of all, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. So if you're your heart is abundantly filled with the love of jesus that should come out of our mouths and secondly it should motivate us to love others because jesus commandment is to love god and love your neighbor and so what we want to look at today is are we motivated by his love to actually do something about it because his will is that none perish that all come to repentance and come to a relationship with god's son And so are we motivated with that? And secondly, are we motivated by that to actually love someone else?
0: And I guess that's what I want to, I want to get two points across based on what you're saying. First of all, we're not talking about salvation. Right. We can't get to heaven through our works. That's something that we need to make very clear. The second thing is, Sometimes we are motivated because it's the thing to do Mm -hmm. that's our Christian responsibility, and I don't think that's what God's looking for either. We're not supposed to be just checking the boxes, like, I gave to the poor, I gave to that ministry. Like, let's talk about our true motivations and why it's not good to just check the boxes.
1: Yeah, and I love that, and I have a perfect example of that, Angie. Uh, A very dear pastor friend of mine, he just took over a a church uh, that had been uh, going for years and years and years, and every single year they did an outreach, quote-unquote, and their outreach was to serve barbecued chicken to anyone who would come to the church that day. And so that was their outreach. And so he asked them when he arrived, well, is anyone actually sharing the gospel with the people that are coming to this outreach? And they were like, well, no, we, we never thought about that before. And he goes, would it be okay if I actually set up a little tent and actually shared the gospel with the people that came to the chicken barbecue? And they go, well, yeah, I guess that would be fine. (laughs) Well, the the greatest part of the story, of course, is that he did set up, had some Bibles and wristbands there, and actually shared the gospel with several people. And I think two or three people actually got saved that day. And here's the most Beautiful part of this. I just spoke to this pastor yesterday, as a matter of fact, and those two or three people are still in the church.
0: Mm, That's fantastic.
1: Because they shared the gospel. They were doers of the word. Now, the good work was feeding them a dinner. That could be labeled as a good work, right? That's Mm -hmm. good. Like you're feeding their bodies, Mm -hmm. but unless you feed their spirit and actually share the gospel, actually talk about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to love your neighbor.
0: So I I think that, you know, a lot of times we talk about the process of outreach and we start with, how can I pray for you? And I've actually seen churches that will do a free car wash, but you got to get prayed for. Like that's the the charge is we're going to pray for you. You get your car washed for free, but that could open up the doors to a deeper conversation. It always does. But just having something to start with. So I think all the outreaches that we do as churches are good, but let's think about how we're going to reach for the gospel. I know some people will say, "What we have to be seeker-friendly. So what's your thought about that?
1: Well, that's a can of worms for me personally because um, uh, I don't know, I don't, read any account of jesus doing ministry where he was seeker friendly
0: yeah right. i really true. don't
1: name me an example in the gospels where jesus was out about and he was like well i gotta be sensitive to these people you know what i'm saying yeah. like i don't i don't see that in the scriptures he was certainly
0: not sensitive to the pharisees and they were the ones that were the big mouth back then
1: they were but he did go in love Yes. Right? Like he loved and he listened and he discerned and he responded. I
0: bet if people asked more often, do you really know who Jesus is and what it's about? I bet if we even asked people, they were curious, but nobody's ever asked him.
1: True. True. And so
0: I think it's it's really good. So motivation to do good works. We should, because we're motivated out of love, because we think about all of the amazing things that God has done for us and why wouldn't we want to do something back it's like you said when you think about it from a relationship perspective that's the thing that's what we need to go after so any closing thoughts on this
1: no i would just say if you if you do it to check the box you're doing it on your own strength and your own willpower mm, good really point. and you're not really being motivated by love and you have to know understand and pursue that and be motivated by that love because the people on the other end, the receiver of that love, they will know it. Yeah,
0: that's true. That is very true. And, and yeah, we can't be doing outreaches and things like that with a checkbox in mind because, like you said, that's just going to turn them off. They're right. going to realize you're not loving. So loving is the first. I guess that's a great way to wrap it up. And now we're going to turn it over. We're going to start our testimony.
1: Hey, everybody, it's Mark Bird, and I am with Pastor Neil Whitney. What a blessing it is to have Pastor Neil on the show. Thanks for joining us today.
2: That's my privilege.
1: Pastor Neil has been a mentor of mine for many years and has put up with me and uh, just like a a dad puts up with a son who's growing up and making mistakes. And uh, Pastor Neil has always been there for me. The neat thing about this today is what I've seen Neil walk out in his life as an example of christ is basically doing a lot of good things for people and it is for people that deserve it that we would consider all these people deserve that or also and more importantly i think today people that we may not think do deserve it but yet nevertheless neil i appreciate you because you have always just walked it out and regardless of what people have done or said about you or to you. You've always just loved them and you've always done good works everywhere. And we wanna talk about motivation behind that, Pastor Neil, today. And so, can we just chat about that for a second? What motivates you to continue pressing on and continue uh, really producing fruit for the Lord?
2: Well, I always used to believe that Jesus died on the cross for me. So I could live and serve Him. And then I found out one day that Jesus died on the cross first because He loved me. Mm. So then I could live for Him. And so if your focus is just serving God because you feel like you have to, it doesn't work very well. But if you serve God because you love God, that causes you to love others, which is the two greatest commandments. So uh, what I've done is when God puts people in my path, I do my best to love them.
1: That's really good. One of the biggest things that I've seen is you can be, by willpower, you can be motivated by willpower, but you can't sustain that, right? But what I've watched you walk out in your life as an example to Christ is for years and years and years, you've sustained showing that love and and producing good fruit, good works, And can you talk about how do you keep filling the well? How do you keep filling the tank to give, Pastor Neil?
2: Well, motivation is really, really wonderful. Motivation for me is driven by inspiration. If I couldn't stay inspired, I couldn't stay motivated. So I'm inspired by Jesus. Bottom line, Jesus inspires me by the power of his Holy Spirit. And that's what motivates me,
1: Neil. Do you ever just do it just to check the boxes? Do you ever catch yourself, like almost going through the motions? Do you ever have you ever found yourself doing that over the years?
2: Yes, absolutely. But you, it's not about it's not about me. You've heard me say that a thousand times. It's not about me. Every once in a while, it's it's about what is required of me, and you have to learn the. To serve Jesus, you have to it'll learn to sacrifice, and if you've never sacrificed, then you're probably not a great servant.
1: Yeah, that's excellent, and, you know, we know that we're not saved by good works. I mean, we cannot ever earn our spot in heaven by being good enough, but yet, you're right, Christ's love compels us, the Scripture says. Paul wrote, you know, that the love of Christ compels us to continue on and do good works, and, and again, Neil, I think... I'm just watching and observing how this is walked out. And really what I want to talk about and have the listeners understand today is how do we walk it out day by day? Because it's not only day by day, but it ends up being month by month, year by year, and so forth. But it begins with day by day, Neil. And take us through, if you can, what's it look like day by day to walk this out and be motivated by love?
2: Well the first thing I learned a long time ago in business was you have to plan ahead and then you have to allow time for interruptions. Mm. So I make, out, I make out a weekly schedule, give it to my wife so she knows where I am and what I'm doing and then there's uh, it's double space so I can write things in there. Mm. Uh, actually nowadays you type things in there, you don't write anymore. But uh, plan ahead, uh, know what you're going to be doing, tomorrow morning before you go to bed at night and then you don't have to make so many decisions if you decide ahead of time the devil has a lot less opportunity to uh, sway you to do something different
1: that's real good and I'm thinking about this too like so you plan out time with the Lord as well pastor Niels what I'm hearing you say is like well we have to plan on being with the Lord
2: that's the first thing I do every morning that can't change. If you don't start your day off uh, communicating with God, then it's hard telling what could happen.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then your your tank or your well could run empty, right?
2: Yeah, that's that's right. You have to make sure, I mean, life drains you. So if you don't consciously fill yourself, then you'll eventually get depressed, discouraged, and uh, and you just won't be very inspired, and then you won't be motivated, and none of that is good.
1: That's so true. And, you know, when we think about motivation, we have to have Jesus on our mind to be motivated. And I think you would agree with that. But secondly, like what motivates us to love each other, love one another, even when they don't love us? Neil, can you speak to that at all?
2: Well, no, uh, I think it's Romans 5 8 says, while we were yet sinners, God demonstrated his love towards us and died for us. And I believe in Galatians two twenty where it says I've been crucified with Christ, and it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. That's it. It's it's not about me. It's about Jesus flowing through me. I often wonder how hard it would be to be a piece of pipe. Think about that. How hard would it would be just to be a piece of pipe and let water flow through you? It wouldn't be very hard at all. And so that's that's what we are. We're a conduit for the love of God to other people.
0: Hey, Neil, I had one follow-up question. We were talking about motivation a little bit, and I see a lot of people who are willing to do good works for people. They're willing to pray for them. They're willing to buy them a, a meal. They're willing to help them out when there's a need. But how come we don't use this motivation to tell them about Jesus. We seem to do a lot of programming, but it never really trickles down to telling them about Jesus. So what about the motivation to really follow through to the real purpose of outreach?
2: The number one reason people don't share Jesus is fear. I figured that out a long time ago. And so if we're afraid, that means we don't love enough because it says perfect love casts out fear. So the reason that people don't share the gospel is because this is a big statement and I don't pretend to even or pretend to even think I'm there but the day that we better understand the love of God is when we will be more willing to share the gospel with other people
1: that's excellent Neil and I think that's where the rubber meets the road right there and I think that we in the ebb and flow of life I think we're always tempted to let fear try to overtake that and stop us i think ultimately the enemy's plan is to just stop our mouths from sharing christ and fear is the major tactic that he uses to do that and it's always the what ifs what if you do that and this happens and that always kind of tries to grip us and stop us but what we have to be motivated by is love just like you said and let that cast out fear And so I certainly appreciate you spending the time with us today and just sharing your heart with us. I appreciate all you've done for me over the years too, Neil. And thank you for joining us on the program.
2: Thank you. I so appreciate you as well.
1: All right. This is Mark Bird, and you've been listening to Time to Revive.
0: Thanks for listening to Time to Revive. This show has been brought to you by Shine FM and Revive Ohio. More information about this program at ShineFMOhio.com.
2: We're community-supported Shine FM.